BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? Oh, God, what a week. Uh, sorry this episode's coming out a day or two late, but I lost my voice performing in Vegas and I'm <clears throat> just getting it back. So I didn't want to do a podcast yesterday with no voice, but she's back, lubricated, had a halls, had a tea. We are good. Ah, refreshing water. Love it. Uh, y'all, Vegas, man, 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 man. I just want to say thank you for all the encouraging notes and texts and all that. What an iconic moment. You know, if you don't know a lot about the comedy biz, doing Vegas is a make or break. If you go and you do well and they like you, you will work for a while. If you go and you fucking suck, you won't work for long times. So I did have a little bit of anxiety around that, but um, we we crushed it. It was a great time. I worked out like a whole, almost a new hour of material. Like I was just going for it it and it worked and I loved it. Um, But the crowds are great. I was actually quite surprised at how engaged and how well-behaved a 10 o'clock show on the Sunday of Labor Day was. I don't know why, just because I've done casino shows before, um, how just wild everyone was going to be, especially at 10 10 p.m., which I know is a late time for a show. But everybody was fucking awesome. They were great. And so I'm so grateful to everybody who traveled To those shows, I mean, I was meeting people down at the craps table. They're like, we came from Connecticut, you know, Lake Tahoe, everywhere, all over. So if you spent money on a hotel and traveling, I know how expensive that can be. I am so, 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 so unbelievably grateful for you putting in the time and effort and money. And I hope you had a great time. So far, so good. Nobody slapped me in the face yet. So I'm so thankful for y'all coming out and supporting. Listen, I know some shows have been moved around. I know some shows got taken off. Some are adding. Y'all, bear with me. All of this stuff is out of my control. Just hang tight. Come to the shows. If, you, if, if something's been rescheduled, look for the new date. Or, hey, those Virginia shows, come to Richmond. We still have tickets in Richmond. Those, If you can't come to one of the other shows, come to the Richmond show. We still have tickets available for that. I'm just trying to move around where I can. And, and I am literally every other day, I'm like, where am I going next? What's happening? So thank you for bearing with me. Go to heatherontour.com to get tickets. The next show is in Denver. So I will see you guys at the end of the month in Denver. Cannot wait. Love that city. And we're going to be, you know, pushing through, through the fall. Y'all, let me tell you some observations about Vegas. Now, I'll tell you this right now. The number one thing people always say to me, truly, before they're like, hey, I know who you are. I give a fuck. I listen to the podcast is you seem like a Vegas girl. And before I went to Vegas, truly for the first time, I was like, yeah, I am a Vegas girl. Do you understand? Like she is Vegas. Lights, camera, action, glitter, hookers. Like truly have always identified as a Vegas girl before I went. Went to my first Vegas trip, what, five years ago. I'll tell you what, I'm not a Vegas girl. I love it. I love performing there, but I don't know what it says about me personally because (laughs) like, do y'all envision me as a woman? on a scooter with her mask around her chin, smoking a palm oil, smoking a menthol, scooting, hitting the, hitting the slot machines, the Jumanji slot machines, 
the Call of Duty slot machines. Did you know there's a Big Bang Theory slot machine? There's literally anything you can brand, there's a slot machine. Am I putting on the vision board a Heather McMahon slot machine called Absolutely Yes, where when you hit... When you make money, it's like just photos of rigatoni, like the ring, the ring, the ring, the ring, the ring. And if you get an X with like 10 rigatonis across the board, you win a million dollars. Yeah, that's the fucking dream. (laughs) Obviously. Are we there yet? Not yet. But just everything about Vegas, they make you work for it. Getting room service, they make you work for it. Getting a dinner reservation anywhere, they make you work for it. Granted, it was Labor Day weekend, so everything was lit. But it's like, and then the the casinos are so huge. So to like walk to the elevator to get to your room, it's like six and a half miles. I mean, listen, I'll tell you what, I got my steps in though. So as much, did I see multiple people who probably did not need to be on scooters, on scooters, smoking ciggies at the Big Bang Theory slot machine? Yeah. Do I think they had scooters just because they didn't want to walk the six miles to the elevator to get to their room? For sure. Are they smarter than all of us? Absolutely. But yeah, I, you know, Vegas, it truly 48 hours in and out. Performing there though, fucking iconic. Absolutely iconic. And the thing is, people who move to Vegas friggin' love it. Like if you live off the strip, you're thriving. Knowing, or was it sales tax, state tax, income tax? One of those, they have sales tax. You save money. It's dry. Now, I know most people love a dry heat. I've said it before. I need a wet heat. Heather, you like humidity? I My sinuses can't handle the dry heat. I had to neti pot. I had to do my saline rinse. I'm taking colloidal silver up the ones and twos because I don't know what to do. I was drier than hell, still dry. There's no amount of moisture, liquid lubrication that you can put in my body for me not to be dry. Yeah. Oh, it's a dry heat. Couldn't catch my breath. Also, because I got stuck behind one of the ladies smoking menthols on her scooter. It is wild to me that they still let you smoke in casinos. I'm just saying. We can't build some giant patios for these people. I get it. They want you to sit there and gamble longer because if you were to have to take a smoke break, you'd have to step away from the roulette table. Speaking of which, I lost $200. I've never been a big gambler. I know how hard it took to make those $200. I like to keep them. Although I gamble away my waistline every time I go spend, I don't know, $600 on a family dinner. I won't think twice about that. But did I think twice about putting 100 on red? I sure did. Sure did, Samantha. Jeff, though, won three grand. (laughs) He was literally like, Heather, you're so bad at gambling. Okay, first of all, I've said this. I've said it many times. I have a theater degree from the University of Mississippi. I don't really understand statistics or ratios or God forbid, algebra. So then on top of that, you also then want me to figure out how, you know, what the spread is. I don't understand the spread. Like these guys who do sports betting, I do not understand it. Jeff has explained it to me 600 fucking times. I don't get it. They're like, well, the spread is just 37 to 14. And if the team, if Alabama scores 21 points above Florida, then that means I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. No idea. I'm putting $100 on black or red because those are my only two options. And I kept walking by tables and going, snake eyes. Jeff was like, that's not necessarily positive. Don't yell that, Heather. People will get pissed. And a Chinese businessman clocked me with his eyes. He looked at me as I yelled snake eyes. He was sitting there just ripping cigs. Pissed. I didn't know. But Jeff won a lot of money. I'm like, damn. Should that be a sign, an alarming sign? Absolutely. But he came home, not in the red, so that's all that matters. Dear women everywhere. Let's start a fashion revolution. Old Navy is changing the shopping game with body quality. Body quality means size equality, price equality, and style for women everywhere. That's right. Old Navy is making every one of its styles in every size with no difference in price because we deserve it. And our sisters, moms, and friends do too. Old Navy's body quality started with you, the customer. Old Navy read thousands of product reviews, conducted thousands of interviews, even went on shopping trips with real customers to hear what you had to say. And they really, really listened. 
If you've ever wished you could shop with your friends, Old Navy heard you. They made every size from double zero to 28 available in every store with no special sections. If you're tired of ordering multiple sizes online to try on at home because the store didn't carry your size, Old Navy heard you. Now, every single size is in the store. So guess what? You can just walk into the store and pick it up. Even So if you're a 22 and your friend's a two, you guys are buying in the same section. We're here for that. Body quality means that now in every store, you'll see new mannequins in multiple sizes. And online, you can see the styles you love on models in sizes 4, 12, and 18. I love that. So I can go through and click on the models. Okay, I'm not that size, but I am this size. So let me see how these pants look on her, not just somebody who's not my size. That's body quality, a revolutionized shopping experience for women everywhere. See oldnavy.com slash body quality for additional details. Style subject to availability. Y'all, I love Old Navy. I think they're doing a great job. And you know what I'm here for? Body quality. Because why? We all deserve it. Also, y'all, our flight was oversold and they offered somebody a $1,000 American Express gift card to stay in Vegas. And as this man got off the, the plane, everyone was just slow clapping. It was like, And then people were like, yes, Brian, he's staying another night. Let's fucking go. <laughs> oh my God, it was so funny. I was like, I have to get back. I have to get back. Mama needs to soak her feet in a tub. She has to get back. But we had a great time. Thank you to everybody who came out to the shows. Shout out to everybody on the scooter smoking ciggies. I feel like y'all are not actually handicapped, but I also feel like, you might be. So not going to test that because Lord knows that's a quick way to get canceled. Hi, ma'am. Do you actually need that scooter? <laughs> do you though? That's a very quick way to have a soundbite end up on TMZ. Comedian Heather McMahon assaults a woman on a scooter smoking a menthol at the Big Bang Theory craps or slot machine. She had had seven white Russians at Carbone that night and looked at this woman and said, yeah, I don't see no legs. Like that's what would happen. Uh, you and I both know it. Um, next show's in Denver. Again, go to heatherontour.com to get tickets, y'all. It has been so amazing. It's filled me with joy, filled my heart, filled my soul um, with so much joy to see you out on the road. You have truly no idea how much I miss you and love you. And and I DM with so many of y'all. And to get to see you in person and giggle with you, it, I, I see you. Like I literally see you. Fifth row, I'm like, that's Jasmine from New York. I know her. Also, shout out to Nicole from New Jersey. She's a power lesbian. Freaking loved her. Met her and her wife. They're freaking great. I love them. Nicole, if you're listening, I freaking love y'all. She had like half a shaved head, the cool comb over, ripped body. They're both, she and her wife are just stunning. They're both jacked. She had on a cheetah print button down, like cool vans, like just a very cool hip couple. It was lovely. I DM with them. Sometimes it was lovely to meet them in person. So y'all, just so you know, I literally, I see you. Like if we chit chatted, I see you and I adore you and I love you. And shout out to Colton. If you were at the Vegas show, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Colton, the engineer who was flirty and I was here for it. All right, guys, I'm going to get into the voicemails. Y'all have a lot of fucking problems, a lot of issues. Can't wait to get into it. As always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. Again, that's 800-213-7503. Let's get into it on the absolutely not line. Hey, Heather, it's Katie from Buffalo. This is going to be the good one. My absolutely not is people that like pass judgment or side-eye you because you have a few cocktails in you and you decide to say, I wonder what my animals are doing at home. Like, I've got a dog and a cat. I'm sorry. I get fucked up and I want to know what my dog and cats are doing. I don't have a rover because the cat will knock it over. And I don't, and also my dog pretends to be deaf. So if he's doing something bad, I just have to literally sit there and watch it. I can't even yell over. I can't throw a treat because he's a ding-dong. But I, I just, I can't with people like why why just because you don't like animals and just because animals give me joy and especially when I have a few cocktails in me I want to squeeze them like fucking Darla from Finding Nemo that's my own prerogative and you know what people look at me like I'm nuts and guess what my cat my cat is not even a year old and I can manhandle build that little bitch yeah she'll scratch me sometimes but the things I do to that cat most people can't even touch cats sometimes I give her kisses every day she hates it, but she takes it because that's who I am. I'm going to, just like I'm going to train my kids. Actually, no, I'm not training my kids like that because I don't want my kids. I'm rambling again. Bye. 
Okay, I want you to know that I feel this so deep down in my soul. I identify with this absolutely yes to being concerned about your pet's well-being after you've had said cocktails. You know, I hate these people. First and foremost, if we're if you're a new friend, I'm meeting you for the first time. Hey, what's your name? Amanda. Amanda, hey, I'm Heather. What do you like? If somebody's, I don't care if it's their hundredth thing out of their mouth, but if they say, oh, I don't do pets or I'm not a big animal person, I'm not fucking hanging out with you. What does that even mean? And don't pull some shit that you have terrible allergies. I am highly allergic to cat and dog dander. I go face to face, ass to ass with all of my animals. And I take a Zyrtec and face the consequences. You know, I have somebody in my life who literally is like, eh, I don't really do dogs. What do you mean you don't do dogs? I'm not, I mean, you know, I don't want to hang out with people who are trying to do dogs, but you know, you know what I'm saying? But you just, you never, never let one sit, sit in your lap, give you kisses on the back of your hand. Oh, I'm so sorry. You don't open your dog's mouth in the middle of the morning and try and get a hot whip of that breath because it's, it's their scent. Then guess what? Don't come to my wedding. Okay. <laughs> It's never made sense to me. My absolute aphrodisiac. Jeff and I are out. We're having a nice dinner. You know, maybe I've had a slightly dirty Chopin martini. Then I switch over to a glass of Nebbiolo. Okay, I'm just toasty enough, but I know I'm not going to get a headache. We're sitting at dinner. Jeff and I are having a great conversation. I go, babe, check the Furbo. I want to see what Riggs is doing. I check the Furbo multiple times, multiple times during my dinner. And then we see that Riggs is adorably laying half in his crate, half out of his crate because we don't lock the door because we're not monsters. It's just his safe space. And he's laying there. And we both look at each other and we're like, they love him. And then I get horny and I'm like, Jeff, let's go home, snuggle the dog, and then I'll let you stick your penis inside of me. That's what my love language is. It's soft paws at the foot of the bed. You know what I mean? I also, I hear you. I love my cat. She hates it, but she takes it. That's how Delta is. My cat's the best. You know my theory on anti-cat people. They've never had a fucking good cat. Also, I don't go up to you. That's my biggest fucking thing is when people say, oh, you have a cat? Ew, I hate cats. Oh, you have a kid? I hate kids. What if I said that? You know, I'm not into snakes, but there are people who have them and I just keep my thoughts to myself. Actually, no, fuck that. That's weird if you have a python in your house. But regardless. You know, for a long time, I've thought that I'd, I'd have to start a crusade and stand up for cat people because it's bullshit too, dog only people, how you just throw out, oh, you got a cat? Ugh, fuck, gross, hey cats. Fuck you. Oh, I'm so sorry, Madison, you have a purebred golden doodle and you've never known the love of a tender Siamese who curls up on you. You know, my favorite thing as a kid was I would come home from soccer I was sweaty. I was chubby. I would take off my shin guards and I'd let my cat lick my, <laughs> lick my shins. Oh God. Oh God. I would. Because you know, your legs are sweaty. You're a little salty. And I'd let the cat lick my legs. I was like seven and I would sit on the porch and I would sit there with like my you know, Capri Sun and some sort of all natural fruit roll up because Robin never let us have junk in the house. And my cat would lick my, my shins. And it was, she looked at me, I looked at her and we both had an agreement. You do you and I'm going to sit here and just chill and have my snack. And my mom would always come out on the porch and go, this is weird, but it's your shins. So, okay. And that's the bond I have with my animals. So I'm sorry Madison, that you've never experienced the love of a feline. Again, I don't mean to make this sound sexual. It completely just shins, just the front shin under my shin guards where it was extra. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Why am I saying this out loud? Why am I admitting I was that kid? Asked my sister. She used to always say, are you letting the cat lick your shins again? I was like, sure am. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, I, yeah, I want to check on my pets while I'm out having a drink. I check on my mother all the time. I especially call my mom when I get drunk. You know, the only time I ever really got in trouble in high school, my parents didn't care if we partied, but I went to this really crazy strict high school. So they were like, listen, you've got two weeks before graduation. All we want you to do is just get through. We want you to be able to graduate. We want you to be able to get out without getting expelled because my 
high school would have done that. And I was at a party, a raging party. And this girl, her name was Georgia at Georgia's house. And I couldn't find my cell phone. So instead of trying to call my cell phone to find my cell phone, I called my house phone. It was 3 a.m. And I call and my dad answers the phone. I go, hey now, it's me. He's like, Heather, where are you? You said you were at Mary Beth's house watching a movie. I was like, I'm not at my church's. We're having a party. I can't find my cell phone, but everything's great. I just wanted to call you and tell you how much I love you. Bye. Well, I would call my parents when I was drunk in college all the time just to let them know I loved them and to see what's good. What's good now? What's good? So next thing you know, this is the only time I ever got in trouble in high school. My dad showed up to the party. And he was like, Heather, he walked in the door. I had no pants on, but a long t-shirt because we'd just gone skinny dipping in the pool. He goes, get in the car. And he goes, who's running this party? And everyone's like, hey, shit, Mr. McMahon's here. And he's a badass, but he's pissed. And I was like, George's little brother, who was, was not old enough to be running the party. He was older by like a year. You know what I mean? He should not at any point been in charge of children. I mean, we were all 17, 18. It, it was what it was. So anyways, long story short, I get in the car. I am so drunk that I put my hands. So my mom shows up too. And my dad at this point, he told my mom, he was like, listen, she's never gotten in trouble. Let's fuck with her. Let's just, just fuck with her. Okay. They weren't actually mad. So my dad drives my car home. My mom drives the car that they showed up in. I'm so drunk. I get in the back seat of my car, put my hands behind my back as if I've been arrested and my dad's like, what are you doing? You can get in the front seat. I was like, no, officer, it's fine. I understand. I'm just going to sit quietly on the back seat. And I got all the way home. And then I got out of the car and helped my mom, who was following us, pull into the driveway. Like I was helping her taxi on a runway. And I woke up the next morning at about 1 p.m., face down, ass up, no pants on, big T. And I walked downstairs and I said, I feel like I'm in trouble. And my dad goes, you're grounded to graduation. And that was it. And then I called all my guy friends. I was like, what happened? And they were like, your dad shit out. And he was like, you guys can keep raging, but my daughter has to get out of high school alive. <laughs> and then I cried to my cat for four days. You know, I alcohol has never affected me emotionally. Weed probably does more than anything. Weed, I'll get like a little emo. I'll get a little teary maybe, but alcohol has never made me sad, angry. I, it just, it's not one of those things that changes my personality. Mushrooms, I cried really hard on mushrooms once because life was beautiful. The only thing alcohol does, I do like to reach out to people. And like, like if I haven't talked to a friend, I'm the kind of person Thank God I don't, I'm not like trying to chase after exes and I'm married and all this shit, but I would, you could burn down my house, kill my whole family, murder my cat and dog. And I would reach out to you if I've had a couple of drinks. I'm like, I miss you. Hope you're well. Look, I become very forgiving when I've had a couple of drinks. And so if I want to call my family or check on my pets, that's my prerogative. And you're a raging bitch if you want to make fun of me. So, you know, when I hear you, you do you cuddle that kitty live your life. And hey, maybe if instead of us, I don't know, buying shit on Amazon every time we're drunk, maybe you should reach out to somebody that you miss and love and just say, thinking of you, doesn't have to be sexual, could be a relative. Hey, Uncle Ron, thinking of you, hope you're well. Anybody, just reach out. That's on God, period. Y'all getting great skincare products? <laughs> it just became easier. You want to know what I'm talking about? That's because I'm talking about Verst. What's Verst? It's the cleanest drugstore skincare brand out there. They're vegan, sustainably minded, and hyper-focused on bringing you real results with proven ingredients that your bank account appreciates. Developed for you, with you, and with our planet in mind, their mission is simple. Make good skin and clean products for all. Verse stands by their formulas with proven ingredients at skin changing levels. They deliver results you can see and feel and feel good about. It's results driven skincare developed for you with you and our planet in mind. Listen, sustainability is a part of every decision they make. And they're not just sustainably minded, they're environmentally accountable. And we love that. Here's the thing. They've got all sorts of great stuff for you right now. I One of my favorite things I love is they have this amazing, it's called their backup plan, acne control body mist. It's awesome. It's a super fine, easy to use mist that treats and prevents body acne. It's a 360 degree continuous spray, which comes in a non-aerosol bottle, gets even the hardest to reach spots using a powerful yet gentle combination of 2% salicylic acne acid, tea tree oil, and witch hazel. I'm at the point, you know, where like, especially when you're wearing your sports bra, you don't shower immediately. You can sometimes get a little, you know, get some of that body zip. Well, we're not into that. But guess what? If you use their acne control body mist, we got you. 
Together, the combination fights bacteria, controls excess oil, calms inflammation, and soothes redness. Here's the deal. Get 10% off for being a first-time user in when you shop at Versed Skin. That's V-E-R-S-E-D-Skin.com with promo code ABSOLUTELY. Versed already offers skincare products at prices your bank account appreciates, and now they're giving 10% off for first-time users with promo code ABSOLUTELY. Again, go to Versed, V-E-R-S-E-D-S-K-I-N.com and use promo code ABSOLUTELY. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. I'm Cody from New Jersey and found your podcast this summer. I've been binging it and it gives me something to look forward to every day. So thank you for making me giggle and for keeping it real. You are a friggin' gift to this world. My absolutely not is people asking my husband and I when we're going to have a baby. Two seconds after we got married. They don't know that we've been working on it, doing IVF for over a year. I don't fucking know when we're going to have a baby. Karen, ask God. My absolutely yes is to empathetic doctors. I love my clinic and appreciate all of them. That is all. Love and light. Have a great day. Cody from New Jersey. First of all, I'm not trying to make fun of you because I think your accent's fantastic, but literally everything about it, like just your energy coming in. Hey girl, it's Cody from New Jersey. I love it. I love it. I love you. I think you have like just everything. I can hear the joy in your voice. I can tell you're a bad bitch. Cody from New Jersey. I'm going to start saying that. Like if if somebody has a vibe, dude, if somebody is giving me vibes, like if your outfit's good, instead of being like, yes, queen, I'm just gonna be like, Cody from New Jersey. Okay, I see you. Cody from New Jersey. (laughs) I love it. Okay, that's our new thing, okay? Like if you're popping, it's just, oh my God, girl, Cody from New Jersey. Why did you get those shoes? Cody from New Jersey. Dying. Dying. I have to write this down. Cody from New Jersey. So good. Like, I hope, Cody, that you were the kind of kid, like, I don't know. I hope that like when you walked into your dorm in college and everyone's like, like at orientation, they're going around the circle. It's like, hey, you know, hey, um, Lindsay, Lindsay from Alabama. Hey, Karen from Texas. Hey guys, I'm Cody from New Jersey. Welcome to Rutgers. <laughs> let's get fucked up. Everything about it. I love it. I live for it. I love it. Okay, let's get to your absolutely not. Your absolutely not was people automatically assuming, A, that you should be pregnant, you could be pregnant, and or let a bitch fucking live. Now, Cody, I understand what you're going through in the sense that, you know, I mean, fuck, y'all have followed along my IV. Well, okay, my egg freezing turned into no eggs, turned into we have one egg or embryo on ice turned into it could actually be really hard to get pregnant. We don't fucking know, turned into, okay, if you don't do this now, you'll never have a child kind of situation. I get it. I've shared a lot of my life with you. You know, it's so unbelievable to me. (laughs) I think people come, they say it, A, because they want to relate to you, B, because they're bored, or C, misery loves company. I haven't truly figured it out. But I will have you know, and this is fucked up, I'm being honest with you. I'm being dead ass, straight ass, real ass honest with you. I went to a baby shower two weeks ago, very small, very intimate. Everybody there was pregnant. Two people there were pregnant with twins. Everybody was sitting around bitching about their kids. I understand that these were all moms together bitching about their kids. Everybody knows, I mean, my friends are my best friends in the world. I tell them everything and tell you guys everything. And I've been very open with the fact that, hey, it may be very hard for Jeff and I to have children. Okay. We did what we could, you know, but we're not actively trying to get pregnant at this moment. We did proactive steps by getting, um, freezing an embryo. So we have, we have an option, an option period. Okay. Anyway, so I'm sitting at this fucking baby shower and everybody's bitching about their kids, bitching, hard bitching. Now, granted, I understand why they're bitching. This is a safe space. It's like if you're at AA and everyone's talking about their issues with meth, they're going to sit around and bitch about their issues with meth. If we're sitting around at a baby shower and everyone's on their second or third kid, they're bitching about their first and second. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I'm not blaming these women. It's a safe space. Even my friend who's pregnant was like, oh God, my one-year-old, you know, like it's just, it's what they were doing. I, who I thought in a moment I would be sensitive at this baby shower and Cody, Cody from New Jersey, I, I want you to know I hear you about doing IVF and I, and I think it's so, I commend you for trying and going through this and and it'll all work out soon because I'm going to pray on it. But I literally left this baby shower and I panicked. I don't think Jeff and I had had sex in like a week, okay? I panicked and I just went to bond. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, Cody from New Jersey. I hope that you can find this funny. This is an absolutely not on me, but I panicked. Like not being, when you're told that you can't get pregnant or you told it could be difficult and then you sit around with everybody else who is pregnant and or hates their children in that moment, of course they love their kids. Of course they're amazing moms. But when you're the only one childless in a room with women who hate their children at that moment, I panicked. I swerved so hard into CVS. And I texted my friend, I go, who's very pregnant right now. And I was like, I love you. I just, I just took a plan B. She goes, why did you take a plan B? I go, I don't know. I fucking panicked. She's like, well, have you had sex recently? I said, no, I just friggin' panicked. And I took one and that's bad for you. It's bad if you didn't need it, but I just took it because I panicked. So that's where I was at. You know what I mean? That is where I was at. So anyways, that's where I'm at in my life. I don't know what you need to know from that. And I know that doesn't help your case situation because I know you're actively trying to get pregnant, but that's just where I'm at. I panicked. I panicked plan B. You know, it's what's plan A. But plan A was to have a child fairly soon. But plan B said, just it's it's Sunday. It was like Sunday scaries and I just did it. And now, you know, my period's going to be all fucked up and um, it's really bad for you if, you know, you probably didn't need it. And I just, I don't know why I had a full blown I mean, when I say I pulled into CVS on two wheels in the Jetta, two wheels, car was tipped, Tokyo drifted. And Jeff gets really upset with me because I took one, I don't know, like eight months ago. And he was like, you don't need to be on, don't take the hormones if you don't need it. Like we're fine. And the wild thing is, and I'm just being very honest with you, I was off birth control for like three years. And this is why it's such a red flag to me. Like I should have known that I wasn't as fertile as I thought. And we've been doing the pull out, you know what I'm saying? Where you just pull and pray kind of situation. And never once did I have a pregnancy scare. But then for some reason on a Sunday when I hadn't probably seen my husband in four days, I just took one because I panicked. Who does that? Cody from New Jersey. Who does that? Please tell me who does that. That's where I'm at. But I want you to know I'm praying about your situation. I'm praying that you can get pregnant. Don't do what I did. Absolutely not to what I did. But I want you to know it will happen for you. I love you. I'm thinking of you. And listen, it, it's just really absolutely not to people chiming in and asking you these questions when it doesn't matter. Now, here's the thing. I have a good friend and she had a really hard time breastfeeding and she would get really sensitive about it and be like, I can't believe people ask me this. At the end of the day, I genuinely think that people are just trying to find something to connect on. And especially if somebody asks you if it's like an older aunt or one of your mom's friends, that's all they know how to talk about. You know what I mean? They're not going to be able to chime in on the war in Afghanistan, not saying because they don't pay attention, but because like, what are they going to ask you? Hey, what do you think about pulling out troops in Afghanistan? You're Nobody wants to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? So of course they're like, oh, you just got married. When are you getting pregnant? Little do they know. It's simply from the lack of conversation starters. Does that give them an excuse? Sure doesn't. But it's either that or they want to talk about the war or or the end of the war. I don't know what's going on over there. I've I've been paying attention. I do know what's going on, but do I want to talk about it right now? Right now, no. And if I just met you, Cody, from New Jersey, I wouldn't come up and be like, hey, girl, why do you think about removing troops from Afghanistan? You know what I mean? It's not making an excuse for these people's behavior, but I think it's just they're bad at starting conversations. And if you ever do panic, hang out with some of your friends with multiple kids for a day. And then I want you to just go home make a smile appointment, go get a massage, go get your feet rubbed, go get a facial and be like, as frustrating as you are in this situation of trying to get pregnant, give yourself some grace and just think, hey, I'm a, I can take a day and go to the spa. You know what I mean? There is, you still have that time to go enjoy yourself. So you need to take that and you need to roll with it. Okay? And I'm going to pray that you can get pregnant. And then the people that are asking you, so when are you having the baby? Just yell at them, I'm Cody from New Jersey. And they'll shut the hell up. They'll be like, why is she talking in the third person? Well, you're not, you're not technically talking in the third person. You know what I mean, but I love you and I hear you. Oh God, people, you know what people are asking me now is, why are you paying for the wedding? <laughs> Aren't you already married? Why are you paying for the wedding? I've said this and I'll say it again. One, never had a fucking bachelorette party, a wedding shower, a, an engagement party, nothing. No one has celebrated Jeff and I. So I'm taking the time to do me right. Two, I've already paid vendors in Italy. I can either A, never see that money again, or B, go have the party I've already paid for. I don't know if you know this, my husband's Italian. Have you ever done business with Italians? Shady as fuck, in a good way. But if you think you're gonna go to Italy and get your money back from the open bar tab you opened in 2019, you're out of your fucking mind. Three, 
let me live. We'll have babies when we can have them. I probably should stop taking plan B on a random Sunday, but I panicked. And I came home and Jeff was like, I was like, I was like, then I got frazzled. And he's like, why did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. Everyone was angry at the baby shower. He was like, Heather, are you insane? Oh my, he was so annoyed. He was like, now you're going to feel terrible. You're going to have a horrific period. Why would you do that? I just panicked. I don't know why. I'm a very logical, grounded, sensible person, but I panicked, you know? And I guarantee if I told my doctor, she'd be like, are you an asshole? You're an asshole. Stop. But I panicked. So Cody from New Jersey, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for your fertility. And um, you know what? Again, it's either they can ask you the uncomfortable question because they're uncomfortable, or you could talk about the war in Afghanistan. Just understand that those are the only two things that people understand how to talk about right now, or they're going to sprinkle in COVID. So it's either, what do you think about the war? What do you think about the Delta variant? Or when are you going to have a baby? That's the only three things that people know how to talk about. They say it to me all the time. I mean, before let me sidetrack. Before I told people that we had fertility issues, Every single day of my life, people would DM me, when are you having a baby? When are you gonna get pregnant? I can't wait for you to be a mom, da, da, da. And I understand that, A, it's really because people just wanna be entertained. Like, I know it's really just because people wanna be entertained by this shit. They're like, Heather's gonna swell. She's gonna get so fat. Her ankles are gonna get so thick. We're here for it. We wanna see her miserable and pregnant. Of course I want a baby. Of course I wanna be a mother. But what I told Jeff is, we're gonna actively try after I get my TV show up. Once that's up and I get a season under the belt, then we will look at our options. In the meantime, I do panic drive-bys of CVS's, Walgreens, and Rite Aid's to pick up the morning after pill that I don't need. That's where I'm at emotionally spiraling. So Cody from New Jersey, just understand I get the question every day too. Oh, and then when I posted something, you know, about women's rights in Texas, I had a woman send Jeff a message and me a message saying she hoped that if we did get pregnant, our baby would die. So just so you know, everyone's fucking crazy and you have to take everything people say with a grain of salt, okay? And that was an immediate block, delete, and report. Cody from New Jersey, I love you. At the end of the day, just take a deep breath. When people say crazy shit to you, like when are you having the baby? You'd be like, hey, you know what? Your response should be just like, Hey, cunt, trying, can't at the moment. Bye. And then just skeet at a Dunkin' Donuts. That's exactly what you do. I love you. I mean it. Praying for you. Let's get to the next voicemail. I love modern fertility. Why? Because it gave me it gave me a look and an insight into my future. You know, whether you want to have kids now or tomorrow or later on down the road, why not know what you don't know about your fertility until you know it? You know what I'm saying? Here's the deal. What is modern fertility? Well, it is essentially a way to check your fertility at home. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones while you're at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Did you know that traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000? But Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely, you can get $20 off your test. Um, you'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make a decision that's right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even thousand plus dollars it could cost at your doctor's office. Again, get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Again, that's M-O-D-E-R-N-F-E-R-T-I-L-I. T-Y.com slash absolutely. Check out Modern Fertility. I love them. I swear by them. And I'm so glad I have them in my life. Hi, Heather. It's Sarah in Wisconsin. Again, I just got cut off. But just to summarize, my boyfriend got roofied at Summerfest. Most terrifying experience of my life. And I just want to know, Heather, I need your advice. How do I move on from this and recover? Because I legit feel like I have PTSD from this now where I don't want to go to any any event with any large amount of people. Like literally had a 12-hour panic attack and while trying to take care of him and help him not to die. So looking for words of wisdom and, and peace and love and light. Love you, girl. 
Sarah in Wisconsin. Okay, so just to summarize, she uh, sent in an earlier voicemail that got cut off. But basically, she said she was at Summerfest in Minneapolis, I think. And she went to the bar, got two drinks. One of the drinks, obviously, was for her boyfriend, which, Sarah, I'm going to throw this out there. He obviously probably drank the drink that was intended for you, Because if somebody saw you, they probably didn't think you were about to hand this over to your boyfriend and fucking drugged you. So the voicemail that you just heard is just the tail end of it. In summarizing, she says, you know, they couldn't even go to the concert. He got violently ill. It was a fucking shit show. She'd never been so scared in her life. And to see him just that out of it, having to stay up all night, take care of him. I mean, it's fucking wild. It's wild. Also, okay, this is the thing. People who have been roofied before, I got slipped something in college and I've never been so sick in my life. And thank God one of my friends grabbed me and got me out of there. I had one drink at a party. One drink, one, uno, uno mas, one, okay? And I woke up the next day in my bed with literally like my stock, I I went as a, God, I was a fucking naughty nurse at a fucking party. And three of my friends were like, we took you home. As soon as that first drink hit, you were down. You couldn't, you couldn't form a sentence. You got sick. And I'm like, what? The I've never, I like, yeah, you, whatever. Like, I mean, I'm yeah. Have I blacked out before? For sure. But they were like, you were hundred percent slip something. I mean, I had half of vodka crayon and was down, was down, 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 down. And was down for like two days. wasn't a brownout, full blackout, don't remember a thing. And one of my girlfriends I was with and my guy friend, they got me home. They're like, what the fuck? It's really scary. Absolutely not to drugging people. Also, listen, I know I have all sorts of folks who listen to me and plenty of y'all, I'm sure, do recreational drugs. Have you seen that thing that's gone around Instagram where it shows the size of a penny and it shows like tiny little almost like, like it almost looks like two grains of salt that are next to this penny. And apparently that's fentanyl. What is fentanyl? Fentanyl is some sort of drug. I don't fucking know, but it'll kill you. And a lot of cocaine is laced with fentanyl. A lot of marijuanas. You could think you're hitting a J. Next thing you know, it's laced with fentanyl. You're fucking dead, doggy. Don't fuck around. Don't, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, Sarah, I'm not yelling at you because you didn't fuck around. You went and got a cocktail. You probably got a, I don't know, vodka crayon or something. And I am so sorry that happened to you. But you know what? Sometimes we need, and I'm not saying that I wanted this to happen to you for this lesson, but thank you for calling in. Absolutely not to the roofies, but absolutely yes. So let's having a quick safety PSA. Quick safety PSA. Because sometimes you need to hear it to remember, hey, you don't know what the fuck people are doing. You know, I saw those things and I always thought they were kind of cheesy, but now I'm like, fuck it. Have you seen those? They look like condoms for your drink. I don't know the name of the brand, Google drink condoms, and you put them over your drink so nobody can slip anything in. Not a bad idea. Great idea. You know who probably thought of that? Somebody who got fucking roofied once. I mean, absolutely not. I can't just go out and smoke some weed. I got to worry about it being laced with some bullshit made in a lab somewhere in like China. God. And this is why I don't even with the marijuanas. I won't hit your 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 weed pen. I I need I need weed that is I know it's the level of strength of the shit my dad used to smoke. You feel me? I need it to be chill, brah. I don't need that cush cush that's going to send me into fucking orbit and the next thing you know, I've I've stolen somebody's Honda Pilot going 110 down the freeway when I thought I was just chilling out and going to watch the housewives. It just, this is a good reminder. You don't know what other people's intentions are and not to get y'all spooked and not to make you think, hey, I can't go out and have a good time, but keep that, keep an eye out for each other. And Sarah, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. That is some fucking bullshit. You can't even enjoy Chance the Rapper. That's what she said in her earlier voice. I, we couldn't even see Chance the Rapper. You know what I love? Chance the Rapper. Seems like a great guy. Has done multiple songs about Christ with Bieber. I'm here for it. Yes, praise the Lord. And now I got to worry about... <laughs> I can't even go to a, remember Bennigan's? Y'all remember those restaurants? It was kind of like a fancier Chili's. Bennigan's is probably as close to what the Cheers bar was like as a Cheers bar. Kind of looked like a Cheers bar. The bar from Cheers. You know what I'm talking about. It's like, I got to worry about going into a Bennigan's and getting a doers on the rocks. I got to keep an eye. I got to put a condom over my damn drink because you can't trust anybody. Remember when we could run around as children and our parents didn't have to worry about us getting taken? You can't even go to a fucking music festival anymore without somebody trying to slip something in your drink. 
And just a side note, I'm, I'm literally, I'm not trying to sound ignorant in this moment, but as a side note, you know, these, these perverts that want to roofie women to then take advantage of them. My experience when I was drugged is that I was violently ill, violently ill all night. I don't know if that's a normal reaction most people have, but violently ill. So you riddle me this. I wasn't, I, I blacked out, but I, I, the, what I remember was being horrifically ill. You're going to try and assault someone who's getting violently ill? I, riddle me that. How does that fucking work? Ugh. I'm sorry I had to go through that. Absolutely not. We can't have a good time. I can't even go see Chance the fucking rapper without worrying about covering my drink. Unbelievable. I'm glad you guys are okay, but hey, thank you. Absolutely yes to this reminder. Absolutely yes to safety first. Watch out for your friends, guys, gals, pets. I don't care. If you get drugs, apparently too, and again, I don't, I make jokes about the cocaines. I don't do the cocaines anymore. That's not, it's not my thing, not my jam. But you need, there's apparently fentanyl strips. You can test your drugs. Test this shit. If you think, if you think that you're cool and you're at a cool socialite party in New York and they don't, you know, and everyone's like, ah, it's fine. I'm at, I don't know, somebody cool's house. And you don't think that they could also then get drugged? Just, you know what you can say to anybody who's offering you the cocaines at a party? Well, you don't know whether or not this shit's laced. You say, no, thank you. I'm good, thanks. I've got IBS, lots of excuses. Oh, no, I get horrible diarrhea. I get the immediate runs from drugs. But thank you, though. I'm trying to keep my drawers dry this evening. Say it out loud. It's empowering. But also, clearly, you don't know if somebody's putting something in your drink. So just keep an eye out for each other. And hey, thank you for this safety PSA reminder. I'm sorry you went through that. And I hope your boyfriend's recovering well. We needed to hear this. You know, I love it because I talk about them all the time and it never gets old because why it's freaking delicious. I'm talking about Vizzy, V-I-Z-Z-Y. Listen, it is a crisp and refreshing hard seltzer, which is my favorite. They came out with a new flavor, Vizzy Watermelon. That is made with real watermelon juice and it makes those moments even better, okay? It's still warm out. It's patio season. We still have the longer days. We're not in fall just yet. Why not hit that watermelon Vizzy? And here's the deal. They have a new variety pack, which includes delicious flavors like blueberry watermelon, kiwi watermelon, passion fruit watermelon, and mango watermelon. Vizzy Watermelon joins Vizzy's other popular packs, including Vizzy Lemonade Hard Seltzer and Vizzy Variety Pack 1 and 2. You know, I've always loved the blackberry lemonade, but now, damn, I am into that kiwi watermelon, that passion fruit watermelon. It's so refreshing. I love my Vizzy's. And what's the best part about Vizzy? Well, it has 5% alcohol by volume, only 100 calories, and one gram of real cane sugar per can. So every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating. And you know what else I love? It has antioxidant vitamin C. Doesn't get better than that. Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to Vizzy, V-I-Z-Z-Y, hardseltzer.com slash absolutely. That's Vizzy, hardseltzer.com slash absolutely. To get updates on our latest flavors and more, sign up for their emails at busyhardseltzer.com slash subscribe. That's Vizzy, hardseltzer.com backslash subscribe. Must be 21 or over. Have it's your girl, Marie. Listen, I've got an absolutely fucking yes for you, girl. We just won the fucking Solheim Cup. Let's fucking go, bitches. Anyway, obviously a huge fan. I've now made the whole of the European scene a huge fan. She's a fucking badass. She might be the only, only funniest person funnier than me. So actually, you're way funnier than me. I'm actually just, I fake funny. But anyway, listen, love your show. We fucking love you and the European team. I've been talking about you all week. And absolutely fucking yes to women's golf and absolute fucking yes to winning the Solheim Cup again. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye. Okay. I love everything about this. Mel Reed, huge fan of yours right back at you. Absolutely yes to women's golf. I love it. I mean, I've gotten to hang out with some bad bitches in golf. If you didn't know, I played golf in high school. I'm getting back into the sport because there's so many similarities between golf and comedy. The only thing, the only person we have to blame is ourselves because it's a solo sport. But also we blame everybody else but ourselves, like the conditions. If you've ever played, I don't know, at like Pebble Beach and it's windy, it's windy off the coast of Carmel. You're like, oh, I was shanking him to the left because the, the wind was coming 180 miles an hour due north. They're like, that's not a thing, Heather. And I'm like, but it was. You know, in comedy, we can blame the crowd was too drunk. The, yeah, I didn't feel the light. I was getting hot. The, the, the stage was hot. 
The mic was weird. We blame everybody, but actually my lack of being able to come up with good material for that five to 10 minutes. But that's golf. You blame everybody. You only have yourself to blame, but you blame everybody else. And I love it. Listen, if you don't know what the Solheim Cup is, it's essentially the female version of the Ryder Cup. America versus Europe. So, hey, I'm American. Shout out to Team America. I had a lot of good friends that were... um, I say good friends, new friends that I hope become good friends that were on the team over there. I'm obsessed with them. I was rooting for America, but Mel Reed, I was cheering you on as well from Vegas because you're a bad bitch. So she was on Team Europe. Mel Reed, I want to have you on the podcast. Please come on. I'm obsessed with, uh, really, honestly, I'm sliding into your world. I am a thirsty golf bitch and I want to be friends with all the badass golfers. So just so you know, a little backstory. I went to the um, the Players' Championship that was at East Lake Club. The men, I just want you to understand why I want to promote female women's golf so much. The purse, which is, you know, obviously the winnings for first place at this Players' Championship was 15 fucking million dollars. 15 million dollars for one match. What do the women get? 10K and a Nordstrom gift card? The injustice of it all. Also, women's golf is fucking rowdy. These bitches are savage. Let's promote it. I know I'm going to get a lot of shit from Team America. They're going to be like, Heather, we love Mel, but what the fuck? But guess what? Congratulations to Team Europe. And the cool thing is about the Ryder Cup and about Solheim is, I mean, people are going, like people are dressed like the American flag. People are dressed like the European flag, with the European Union flag, whatever that is. I mean, it's rowdy. People are getting fucked up. They're screaming. That's the way golf should be. It should be a sport where it's like somebody just eagled a hard hole. You know what I'm doing? Taking my top off and doing zoomies around the putting green. Thank you. And if you don't know about golf, it's really fucking hard. So I encourage everybody, go out and play a public course one day. And then you'll understand why when you watch good golf, you're like, that's fucking hard. And you only have yourself to blame, but you will blame everyone else. It's a common theme in my life. So I get it. Golf's hard. Comedy's hard. It's like when Jeff was like, Heather, you're a bad gambler. Honey, I've been gambling my entire life. I do comedy for a living. Riddle me this. At what point in your cerebral cortex does it make sense to say, I'm going to get up on a quiet stage and try and make people laugh for a living? At what point are golfers going to take a tiny ball and try and put a tiny ball in a tiny hole 600 yards away? At what point does that make sense? But somehow we do it and we love it. Mel Reid, I love it. I'm making you sound too Australian. She's from from, uh, England. And remember how you do an English accent? Rattle, rattle, bing. If you've never heard this before, you do... You do it in the cadence of this, rattle, rattle, bing. So you say two things fast and then one thing slow. So like this, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome Meg Reed. So I said two things fast and then one thing slow. I love sandwiches. That's how you do it, rattle, rattle, bing. I mean, between Cody from New Jersey and Mel Reed from England, we're having some really good folks. And even Sarah, I'm sorry that you had a little bit of a downer voicemail, but you're, you know, from, oh, you know, Minneapolis. I love it. I'm getting lots of accents and I love the diversity. Guys, if I came to London, would y'all come to a show? I really want to go international. Side note too, because my ADD is off the charts. Anybody in Canada, if you're like, Heather, when are you coming to Canada? Y'all just opened up your borders. So now the theaters are allowing us to book. So as soon as I can get a date, I'm going to get a date. But Mel Ray, thanks for calling in. Thanks. And remember how to do an Australian accent. Make every statement sound like a question. So it's like, I love sandwiches. I love sandwiches. Make it go up at the end. Like you don't know if you love sandwiches. That's how to do it. Fuck yeah for women's golf. But it's insane. I was at this golf tournament and I'm like, how much are these guys, you know, how much does a winner make? Even like fourth place won like $3 million. Jeff's like 15 mil. It's a big deal. I'm like, fuck. When are we, you know what? When are we going to get the ladies to be able to play for 15 mil? I mean, these women can make money, but not like that. And I know what somebody would say. Well, Heather, we need more spectators of the sport. Well, I'm going to make ladies golf fucking fire because these women are already badass and doing the damn thing. So if I need to get my audience to come out to this audience and we all get wasted on a golf course and cheer on bad bitches like Mel Reed hitting birdies, then guess what? It's your boy, Josh, and we need to do it. 
fired up. I love it. I love to see winners. I love to see people live in their truth. I also like to hear people getting drunk and having a good time safely. You know where you wouldn't get roofied? I mean, knock on wood. And a ladies golf tournament because it's mostly women out there looking out for each other and they have nine irons in their hand. And you know what would happen if I saw you slip something into one of my girlfriend's drinks? I take a seven wood to the back of your fucking kneecaps, Charles. I don't know if you know this, but a woman has intuition. And if I saw you even get close to my cocktail, you'd take a putter right to the, what's the, the third eye. Yeah, I would hit you with the flat part of my putter in your third eye. Back the fuck up and let me have my rosé. Because my girl Mel Reed over here is putting in for one. And that makes sense to golfers, sort of. Okay, Mel Reed. I'm doing you Australian. Mel Reed. No, (laughs) right over to being Mel Reed. I'll just make your real cook name, Mel Reed. We're going to have her on the podcast. I love it. I love it. I love that I'm in this world. I love that I'm thirsty. You know, it's kind of like how Blake Griffin, um, he's a basketball player. He got, he started kind of like crushing hard on comedians and he's been acting in some stuff and he hangs out with like only comics now. That's me. I'm the opposite. I'm a comedian who's only going to hang out with professional golfers. And really, I'm just trying to um, get in on that. Also, shout out to two women who um, hang out with a lot of professional golfers. Shout out to Jill and Annie. You know who you are. You're listening to the podcast. I love you. I mean it. And uh, thanks for always tuning in. Hi. That's a hole in one for having a good time. God, I could come up with so many puns, so many golf puns. But yeah, you know where you're not going to be able to get fentanyl? I'll tell you where. A fucking ladies golf tournament. Because so help me God, we're all looking out for each other. I will literally take the spikes on the bottom of my golf shoe and swipe you across the face so quick. I'll leave you visually impaired. Get back. I don't have time for scammers at a ladies golf event. We would also, though, like to make more money. I say we, I'm going pro. Thank you. Mel, congratulations. Congratulations to the Solheim European team. Very exciting. Also, let's just promote women's sports. You know, it's like the fucking basketball, women in basketball. There's not enough spectators. Well, there could be. I'm not a fan of basketball simply because the sound of the sneakers across the court. Too much. I'm not one of those people who has sensitive ears who's like, ooh, nails on a chalkboard. It doesn't bother me. I'm more of a texture and feel kind of person. But yeah, I don't have, I don't have time. I, basketball is not, my, it's not my favorite. But guess what? Should we support the WNBA? Yeah, fuck yeah, we should. Should you be going out to LPGA events? Yeah. Also, if you're a single woman and you want to get laid, go to a PGA event. Could not tell you how many dudes at this tournament came up to me and took selfies. A, because their girlfriends were fans, their wives were fans, or they were like, can you get me laid? My friend told me you could put me on your Instagram. If you are single, ladies, the Sky Club, I've told you this, or a golf tournament for ladies or men, because lots of dudes go watch ladies golf. A, because they're either perverts or B, I don't know, maybe they could be safe fans. But after this podcast, questionable. Mel, I can't wait to have you on the podcast. And yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking make it happen. Y'all, thank you for tuning in. I love and adore each and every one of you. I'm going on a quick little vacay. I'm hitting Italia across the river. <laughs> hey, I'm Cody from New Jersey. Don't ever forget. Oh my God, girl, you look so Cody from New Jersey. You look good. That's what that means. If somebody comes up to you and they're like, you know, people say, tiramisu, bitch. Also, that was the other thing being at this golf tournament. The amount of men that would whisper it to me, they'd be like, Hey, are you Heather? Hey, um, terrible bitch. I'm like, do you listen? They're like, I sometimes listen in the car with my wife. And guess what? I enjoy it too. <laughs> like they're almost ashamed to say that they listen to a woman's podcast. Oogie Rick. I really enjoy listening to you in my Toyota Tacoma on my way to my engineering job. I have sometimes masturbated in the parking lot to your sweet, sultry voice. And I'm like, honestly, thank you. I'll take it. Do not roofie me though. Much love. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. I'm going to be popping over to Europe, hopefully, for a little trip. Got to do some more wedding planning. Got to do the most and the least with my little Virgo birthday boy, aka the Italian Stallion, who is playing golf right now at a lotion, one of the top courses in the country with another professional female golfer, Maria Fossi, who I also want to get on the podcast. If you don't know shit about golf, it's okay. We're not going to talk about the semantics of golf. I actually don't want to talk about the sport at all. I want to just talk about bad bitches doing good shit. Shout out to Maria, Team Mexico. Let go. 
Love you guys. Mean it. As always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503 and get your tickets to my tour, heatherontour.com. I will see you on the flip side. Arrivederci, Chabellas. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. <laughs>